and welcome back to What Are The Odds? After a bit of hiatus, we'll explain that just very briefly with a little sports story that's a favourite of mine. Uh, 20 years ago, June 11th, 1997, the greatest basketball player of all time overcame man flu. He did so in very convincing fashion. Two all coming in against the Utah Jazz in that final series and the man himself, Michael Jordan, after ice packs and wet towels and fluids on the sideline, 15 points in the second, 38 by full time, took the Bulls to 3-2 and then the finals win. And obviously the rest is history. He's the greatest basketball player of all time. And Baz is our greatest tipster of all time. And he's overcome the flu to make it back from his deathbed to bring us all the way home through the football finals. Welcome back, Baz. How are you feeling, mate? Um, I feel a lot better. Still not 100%. And uh, after the way we did some tipping uh, last weekend, and especially the horse tipping, I wish I did stay away last week. You told me to stay clear. I did try and push through it and didn't do the, enough homework, I don't think. And it came back to bite me on the arse, really. So... This week I've been you know, feeling a bit better. Went back to work yesterday, being Tuesday, and uh, done a bit of homework today. So hopefully all is well. Very good. So speaking of homework, you are well ahead of the curve. <laughs> You've done some homework here that even the bookies haven't done their homework on. The uh, JLT Domestic One Day competition kicks off next week. Yeah. Uh, next Wednesday will be the first game between the CA11 and South Australia. Well, who's your kind of pick for that uh, tournament and who should we be looking out for in terms of uh, bats and bowls? Well, I'm that far ahead of the curve that the Cricket Australia 11 still hasn't been announced. That's that's, a, that's a, okay. So but, undoubtedly, they're probably not going to win it then. Yeah. Well, they're never going to. They're all 18 yeah. So generally, how it works is every uh, state squad will pick their, their, their squad of, I think it's 13, uh, maybe 14 players. And then any player that's left over that's under a certain age, I can't remember if it's 22 or 23, um, and then any other players that are still rookie listed or not even on a on a state contract can still get picked up and played. So, you know, your Petrovskis have played, um, Sutherland played. Like, there's been all these sorts of players playing. Um, this year, like um, for New South Wales, for instance, Ajun Nia, he'll play for New South Wales when he's played for the Cricket, 11, the Cricket Australia 11 previously. So they're never going to win it, but it's just good good exposure for these young cricketers. And are you for it, or are you, is that, does it fall into that one of those many things that seems to be happening domestically where the domestic competition isn't taken seriously enough, and we get these we get these old blokes writing for Fox Sports telling us that we need to respect the uh, we need to respect the domestic competition more and not have CA 11s, not have thirteenth men, not have subs, all yeah, that kind of stuff. I agree with the, the Jason Gillespie came up with a good point the other day, and this is how much cricket enough I am. No one's probably ever even heard this. He said that we should be getting countries like a PNG or you know a Fiji or something. Not, probably not that to that level. Maybe a bit better. So even in Afghanistan or New Zealand, for instance, I wouldn't say New Zealand. They're a lot better <laughs> than any of our state sides. But like a country that's in the second tier, yeah, get two or three of them out here to play a part of it. What great, it's a great thing for Australian cricket to say. Look, we're trying to help world cricket get better, and we're also exposing some of our young players to you know, other cultures and. Some cricketers that are pretty bloody handy. Like, you know, they should probably almost be playing state cricket here. I wish I saw more of that as well. But, yeah, it would obviously create a stronger competition. But it won't happen. They keep trying to spoon-feed us these young kids, which is, I can see why. And I can see the argument against it as well. So, but, yeah, anyway, moving on. It's not a great series. No one really in Australia really gives a shit about it. The only reason you should care about it is because 
whether you like it or not, the Australian selectors will take runs and form from this into the first two or three Shield games into whether they, who they might pick for the Ashes. Because even though we won the second test against Bangladesh, our batting lineup is probably still not set. And the most important spot in our test lineup, the keeping spot, will be what comes under fire the most. So if there's two keepers in this series that get get away to a good start, and Alex Carey from South Australia and Jimmy Pearson from Queensland, and then all of a sudden their name will be spoken about a lot more. Um, look, I reckon, obviously, the Vicks, I'm not a Victorian supporter, so don't even start me on this, but the Vicks, um, they've probably got the, the most experienced lineup, and they've got some really, really good players. So you've obviously got your John Hastings, your John Hollands, uh, Travis Dean, uh, Cameron White is playing as well, Scott Bowen. So there's there's a few players there that have played for Australia or at least represented Australia at like T20 level. And uh, where's Agar now? There's been a lot of talk about his brother, Ashton. Yeah. Wes is probably, I reckon, the better bowler of the two. Yeah. Bowls good wheels. Whether he does enough with it yet, I don't know, but he definitely bowls with good gas. And he could be one to watch. He has moved across from South Australia as well to Victoria for more opportunities. Yep. Um, so he could be one to watch for the, from the big sides. Uh, the Western Australian team hasn't been announced yet either. Tassie, I wouldn't even look at them unless George Bailey carries them. Um, they're a pretty ordinary team. George Silk will be probably looking to come out of a massive form slump for two years. Jake Doran would want to take the next step from being a promising youngster to being an actual first-class cricketer. He's one of those kids that you've talked about, being spoon-fed games. He wants to start paying it back. Uh, South Australia, again, would be pretty ordinary, I think. Uh, Callum Ferguson, massive workload on him. Uh, obviously, Jake Lehman as well. But they've still got likes of Manny and uh, Valente and, and Worrell, who have been doing you know a job with the ball for a, while to, a long time now in Shield Cricket. And obviously, Alex Carey, who everyone will be watching uh, with, his, with the keeping, Queensland probably my other tip for the to win it. Uh, it would be I reckon it'd be them and Vic, yeah, Victoria, just for the main like they got Usman Khawaja because he's not playing, yeah, um, for Australia, and he'll obviously have to do he'll have to do a bit here I reckon because he's probably one of those blokes that wants to fight back, and the only way to fight back into that Ashes team is to just score bulk and bulk koala runs. He has a mass, he has a really good history of scoring mass runs in this comp. Yeah. And I reckon he'll, he'll do really well. Then you've got other, like Joe Burns. So he's also another bloke who has opened a batting for Australia at Test Cricket. Is, he, is he at all a smoky or is it a burnt bridge for, for Burns? Burns will never play cricket for Australia again, unless it's uh, shorter form cricket. Yeah. I, don't th- I think he's done as a Test Cricketer. Then you've also got Ben Cutting, who, you know, he's in and around the... I think he's actually might be going over to play... A couple. A couple of the T20 games. Um, so he might not be there for the start. You've also got Renshaw, who... The runs that he made in his series uh, last year before he did his knee, and then the runs he made after he did his knee, helped him get selected for Australia. So this, this is how big this competition can be. Um, there's also Mitchell Swepson, but he'll obviously be over playing in India. But my favourite bowler of all time, he's going to be a gun. Yep. Big Billy Stanlake. Yep. Yeah, I know you, I've popped him up a bit last year. You've Very much so. And he's, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's, he's in that silver spoon category as well, really. Yeah. But he, he has got the potential to be anything. And he can be anything. It's just whether, he, again, he stays fit and works a bit more on his lines. The big one for Queensland will be uh, Labba Shagney. I reckon he's a future one we could watch as well. I reckon he'll probably make that step up to play for Australia. And he will do it the hard way. 
So he's the kind of player you want to keep an eye on. Then you've got my boys, the Blues, who while we'll be around the mark, I don't think we've got enough quality or depth just because I think Madison will be playing too much for Australia. Curse Patterson doesn't bat quick enough. Neville's not a one-day cricketer. Doug Bollinger and Sean Abbott would probably head out the quicker bowling yeah. and they're poo. Um, but I really look forward to seeing uh, Nathan Lyon and Ajun Nier bowl together. I reckon they'll be, I hope they pick them both and play them. And obviously, uh, Nick Madison, I hope he turns everything around and comes back and starts batting the way he can back because he he's a super talent. So What's a, happened to your main man? Who's that? Maddo? No, Moises. Moises. Oh, he's playing, he'll be playing over in India. Oh, is he getting a gig in India? Yeah, mate, he's oh, getting a gig in India. Joke. So, but yeah. Oh, no, before we just give up, I remember last year you telling us, uh, us being loyal, supportive Victorian fans, because we were born and bred here, and that's the way it should be, <laughs> uh, that the Vic team was too old. But you've read a, a, lot of, a long list there of blokes that really aren't, they're on, the, they're on the downward curve, as in they played for Australia and won't again most likely, as opposed to the ones that might have a chance of playing for Australia. Yeah, it looks, looks like a very Victorian-type lineup from the Blue Baggers. Oh, from New South Wales. Yeah, New South Wales. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even Queensland a little bit. But Victoria has had a clean-out. Yeah. And they've signed a lot new, a lot of um, younger sort of talent, obviously with Wade leaving and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, well, New South Wales now have had all these, you know, had so many players play for Australia who haven't made it or whatever, and now they're all coming back and they've got to fill a spot somewhere, which is why when Maxwell wanted to leave last year to go to New South Wales... Pretty upset. He wasn't allowed to go there because they already had so many players on national contracts playing for New South Wales because you're only allowed to have... So how it works is each state gets has to play, has a salary cut to pay players, but if they have a national um, contracted player on, that, on their list or they're part of their, their yeah. squad, they don't have to pay for them, but they're only allowed a certain amount. They can't have like 22 of them. So, and now Queensland are in the same boat, you know, but, but Burns has obviously lost his contract, but Cutting's got, and Cutting, but they've still got Kawaja, Renshaw now. Um, so, you know, Vic's got a few players, South Australia's got, it's more spread sort of thing. Um, WA would be interesting because they've got Mitch Marsh, both Marsh brothers as well. So, that, they'll be pretty hard to bear as well, actually, WA. They haven't released their squad yet, so I kind of brushed over a bit. They'll have Vogues and the Marsh boys, um... I doubt Johnson will play. He just played T20 cricket, but and they got obviously Berendorf, so they'll be a pretty good team as well if they stay fit. You know, they're all. That's the te- that's pretty much a quick overshot. Probably spoke more than what what you want to hear on on domestic cricket, but it's important, especially coming in our Nashes, and it's also important. Just again, you know, like it's to cross codes a little bit, but I went to the the VFL press conference today, and the team making the grand final this week, Port Melbourne, are like half a million dollars in debt, but they got the best team in the comp. Yeah. So it's like if we if you if you're a fan of sports, which you obviously are, so we're listening to this podcast. These these competitions are vitally important for the growth of the game. And if you want Australia to win the Ashes and win over in India and not lose to Bangladesh, then you need to support this comp, and you need to support it to the extent where the players can play it full time, because you can't expect professional performances from the top eleven if you're not getting professional performances from the from the fifty blokes underneath battling for those spots. Whether that's AFL, whether that's cricket, whether that's baseball, any Olympic sport, any of that. Like, if you you have to kind of sign up with your dollar a little bit and, you know, buy a Foxtel, buy a Fox Sports Pass, buy a Cricket Live Pass, whatever it takes, but start supporting it and start taking a bit more of an engagement in it if you are indeed a cricket fan or, or a footy fan or whatever. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, this is where this is where the real excitement is. It's kind of easy to sit back on Boxing Day and watch, uh, watch Warner score 
or yeah, you know, a hundred runs and fifty balls and whatever, and go, oh, that's great, that's great cricket. But then, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of better. You'll get you'll get more payoff of a fan too when you you know you turn to your mate and go, oh, check out this chap. He's nineteen. I watched him play three years ago, and now he's making his debut in the Boxing Day Test. So give yourself a little bit of payoff there. Become a little bit of a nuffy. Help support those uh, local local sports stars and. Yeah, give everyone a good hot, good hot go. And if you bored me already talking about cricket, then wait to the Ashes because no one follows domestic cricket more than probably I do. And if they do, let me know because I'll we'll get them on. We'll get them on. I love being a cricket badger, so get around it. And yeah, it'll be a good series. Um, yeah, generally, you see some really good run chases as well. So, and this is why the players had their big strike and the the big hold off of their MOU, you know, with the payments and stuff, is because they wanted to make sure that players playing in this comp. And playing in the Sheffield and stuff like that get looked after. The big bash not so much because that self funds itself. It's more for this first class cricket and the tier below again where the, all the seconds play. So, and obviously that's our cricket chat. It is it is obviously winter footy finals and all that kind of stuff. But we do like to keep across all sports, especially the bat and ball sports. So we might do a little bit of dabble in baseball next week. But uh, hit us up on on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know what sports you want us to follow. Because we'll we'll happily have a dabble and a bit of a a bit of a red hog crow at anything now on, on iTunes as well. They can leave comments on iTunes. That's right. Like leave comments and say, "Oh, enough! He's stop talking about domestic cricket. You're, you're bloody fools." <laughs>